can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. Hannah, I was on a flight and thought, now's the perfect time for me to watch the J-Lo documentary. So that's what we're going to discuss today, because I know that you're dying too. Oh my God, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I have so much, like she is, I can't believe how hard she works. I actually, it made me tired. I felt tired at the end of it because of how hard she works. Yeah, I just thought, oh, I'd be burnt out after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) And the stress of the Super Bowl as well, like the whole, how quickly it happened and then the fighting back and forth with the producers and it was just... And then, to, but then to also have to perform. Actually, I thought was I, I couldn't stop thinking about how good her hair looked with all that color. Wow. Yes. Because if you yeah. if you haven't listened, we to actually th- spoke to Chris Appleton right after. Right that, after, didn't we? About yeah. her hair at the Super Bowl. So I was looking yeah. at how big and like luscious and like. And he shiny. was in a few of the clips, and I thought, oh, we're only one degree of separation. I felt um really sad about the Golden Globes. I really thought she yeah. deserved a Golden Globe. Oh, and you could see how disappointed oh, she was as well. I know. Oh. And then not getting the Oscar nomination. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. But it was good that they showed both sides. But how disappointing that there wasn't more Ben Affleck. There was the most oh, random, the weird, random, random cameo. cameo at the start. <laughs> you have a theory though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there was meant to be heaps of clips of A-Rod in there, but they've cut it all out. Yeah. Because how, like, he would have been in so many of those clips. There wasn't a single, he was at the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And it didn't show any of that They would have had footage. to re-edit it and they just had like Ben Unless Affleck. Unless she said to the producers, I'm thinking of dumping him, keep him out of the footage. <laughs> I reckon it was re-edited and then they just like to compensate, yeah. they added yes. a little cameo from Ben Affleck at the start. Well, I think they should have put a lot more of him. I wanted oh, to see I some know. more relationship stuff. I know it was meant to be about a professional life, but they did mention in there how like she was never taken seriously and the tabloids were always interested in her love life yeah. and it's very true. Like women's love lives in the spotlight are very much scrutinized and men kind of get away with a lot more than women do. But I I am interested in it, obviously. Same. Uh, And the other interesting thing was about when she said that she felt that she wasn't being considered for roles anymore. And then she kind of has had a renaissance all over again. And now she's still in her fifties getting like the lead romance roles. Mm, Yes. And in most cases, the actors are a lot younger than her and she pulls it off. Look, she does look 35 <laughs> in fairness, um, but it really in, in Hollywood it is like, oh, okay, you get those hot young girl castings from 20 to 30 and then suddenly it's like, oh, you're grandma now yep. in this movie. Yep. So, yeah, <laughs> you do get aged between. very quickly in Hollywood. Yeah, there's nothing in between. So, yeah, it is nice that she's still doing movies. But Hustles was a great movie. Like Amazing. she did deserve a lot of recognition for that, considering she was in it and she also produced it. Yep. And had to pole dance. Yep. She looked so good in that movie. <laughs> 
what was I saying about that? What was that? What's that Kim quote again? This is what, when I think of uh, J Lo, all I could think was get your fucking ass up and yeah. work <laughs> and work and work. Yeah. Like no one wants to work these Let's days. Work these days. <laughs> I feel like that was so relevant to J Lo. Yeah. Um, that's not how I work, but and mm. like both of them always go to work when they're sick. Which you know, yes. in a post-COVID world, is a bit is but like, probably not okay. <laughs> we don't do, we don't do that anymore. If you're sick, yeah, like yeah, no, you stay home. no one fucking works when they're sick. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, it was very good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I got a little bit emotional to be honest when she was like crying and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I did felt I. Felt a bit emotional yeah, watching that. I did too. And how she was talking about her mum being a bit of a hard ass and they had a bit mm. of a tough upbringing and yeah. And that she was never really considered to be the one that was going to succeed out of her sisters. I think I I don't, I mean, I don't think she's one of the best singers. Look, I'll be honest. Oh, (laughs) she's no Adele. Come on. She's still quite talented. She's very talented, but she's no Adele. And I think she knows that. I'm pretty sure she knows that. I'm going to tell her you said that. Have you listened to the Ben Affleck album that she recorded 20 years ago? Nuts. Is it not good? Okay. It's it's okay. It's very throaty and like, okay. I love you. Like that. Okay. It's a really good album, actually. It gives you a real insight into their love life 20 years ago. Anyway. Yes. um, I don't mean to be mean, but like. No, come on. I'm just telling the truth Hannah's here. Hannah's a really good singer, guys. Like, she's <laughs> I'm the, the wor- best I'm the worst singer. singer. Like, I'm the worst. If anyone can judge Jayla's singing voice, it's Hannah. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, what's on? To- I think I'm going to get um, trolled for saying all that. But um, what's on today's episode? <laughs> so today's episode, we're in very on-brand style. You and I are going to have aura portraits. Cannot wait. We're going to have our auras read, which I'm really excited for. And then we're chatting about face oils with Joe from Desiem and, of course, our products we didn't know we needed. So, Hannah, we're here at the Soul Alchemist in Caulfield with Sharon and we are about to have aura portraits. Our auras read. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, Sharon, can you please tell us what that means? What is an aura and what does it mean to have the portrait? Okay. So, first of all, welcome to my centre here. How are we? That's good. That's it. So basically, aura photography is, um, I have this special machine that captures the electromagnetic field. So the meaning of aura is actually the electromagnetic field that surrounds the body. So as we have the body, you know how when you meet someone, you can sense whether you like them or not, whether you need to be worried or not. This is your aura is touching each other. So even if you are now like a meter we're a meter and a half COVID safe distance here. Um, but, you know, this distance, you can already sense me and I can sense you, right? So this is where our auras talks to each other. So some people who are more connected to themselves will have a bigger field. So it's, you know, with expression even bigger than life, when the people have big energy, they have big aura. Now, how do we know what does it mean? And what does it actually go by? Electromagnetic field can change through stress, through emotions, through happiness, through sadness, and people will have then different colors. The camera that I've acquired here over seven years ago captures it. It's called the Kirillian Way, which is Russian technology. 
And what you do, you actually place your palms on two sensors. The sensors, which you will see in a second, are connected with a cable, special cable to a camera that looks like 1950, <laughs> very old and very old school because it's connected and you press it and it captures it. And when you will be sitting on the chair, you will see how the colors are changing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how close friends you are or not. You might have the same colors. You might have totally different. You might be completing each other. One can be the creative, one yeah. can be the action. Yeah. <laughs> Let us check then what are the colors. Um, I can show you a few examples of few people who one had all um, red, orange, and yellow, and the other one had blue, purple, and um, turquoise. Why? Because one has more. Yesterday, actually, yesterday, one is a clothes designer, and the other one, she, so she's the creative one, and she had all red, orange, and yellow, and the other one was more the brain. So she's doing the business plan, and she's doing this, and do, 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 and she had the blues and the purples and the darker color that were the upper layer. Have you heard of the word chakra? Mm -hmm. Yes. So chakras are in Sanskrit energy spinning wheels. Okay. Mm -hmm. The colors of the auric field will be based on your chakras. Mm -hmm. So whatever chakra it is, and this is actually what I'm reading. I'm reading, is it going to be, are you more in your head? Are you more creative? Are you more out of your body? All colors are good and all colors can be changed. Mm -hmm. So when someone is tired, upset, or depressed, or out of the body, or had breakup, I can see it through everything. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, and then um, that's where I freak people up, and then I can tell them. So I'm looking forward to freak you up. <laughs> <laughs> and I always say this should be the truth detector. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now are you excited? Yes. Let's yeah. do it now. <laughs> All right. So as oh. Sharon said, it looks like a 1950s camera and we both sat on a little chair and put our hands on what looked like a torture device yes. and then had our photo taken and we're just waiting for the Polaroids to develop Big reveal. so that we can go through what each of our auras is. I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, what were you thinking of when you were thinking of like your most happy? Oh, I was just, oh, she just said think of yourself. So oh, your, your best you? self, your best oh. self. Yeah, I was just thinking of like what how I am with my friends and yeah, <laughs> well, you, you were Thailand, obviously. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was on a motorbike in Koh Samui oh, with that's the boy. Oh, <laughs> cute. All right, are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. Bum, bum. What Who's colors like, do you think? Exactly, that will be Hannah's. What Ooh. colors do you think that you'll have? Dark blues. I don't know. Sure. Oh, oh fire very red and orange. Red. <laughs> Are you passionate about what you're doing? Yeah, I am at the moment. Okay, Ooh. so that's one. Well, you could have brought for some here. <laughs> All right, so now, what do you think you'll have? I don't know. I don't know now. Wait, what's, purple, what's the opposite? What's the, or what's to say? Oh! I think, oh, I think we have twinnies here. Yeah. Wow. That was a very So let me tell you what I see here. Like totally identical, but not. Mm. So you both really love what you do. 
yet you're doing your head in. You think a lot. You're always in your head, thinking, thinking, thinking. You're thinking too much. You don't always trust what you do and how you do. But it is time for you to just let it go because you're very good at what you do. You're very open. You're very creative. You actually share some of the same guides for because here you are here for work, for reading and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like you share, you, you think in a similar way from the point of achievements and creativity guides you. You are not so sure about the men in your life or the strength in your life. Because this is on your right side. Wow. Okay. And you had some women that betrayed you very big as well. But you just, it's like the thing with both of you that you give so much and you give out, you don't give enough for yourself. Meaning you you don't fully think about, look how, okay, I'll explain to you why am I saying it. Can you see how thick the energy here? Can you see how it's like thick and Mm -hmm. strong? Can you see how it's not here? How it's like very filmy, very wishy-washy, very, and here. So for you, you got hurt severely from the boys. And mm. it's like, 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 Ugh. it's like, mm. Ugh. and, but you're very, very headstrong. You will make it happen. You will do things. Um, like <laughs> yeah. Is there anything it feels to me. Wait, hold on. I'm just gonna... <laughs> I just asked about my love life. Are you out in the market and searching? Well, there's quite a few activities here on your masculine side, and there's a lot of passion there. So, um, yes. However, when you're in a relationship, you must not forget yourself because you tend to forget yourself. You tend to give yourself all in. Don't. Let them come to you. Let them do what you need them to do or what it's equal in doing, okay? Don't lose yourself for anyone. Let me look at it from another point of view. Joe, do you feel that you have a little bit of guidance or a little bit more intuition that mm-hmm. guides you through? I it's do. definitely there. So you actually have a guide here, a female guide standing here near you. Can you see how it's That's a bit so more? That's weird, yeah. <laughs> so why is well, it I weird? I did talk about your female guide before. <laughs> Remember how I've said that I think I'm psychic? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah that's true. Yeah, so, no, you do, you have said that. Mm. So you do have here like a, a female um, slash intuition. You see, you can interpret everything in so many ways, mm. but do you have like a grandma or some female mentor that passed away? Um, remember when in the last reading <laughs> you mentioned my grandma? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yes, it, it could very well be here near you. Okay. And that is on your feminine. That's why I'm saying it's not yeah. a grandpa. Yeah. Grandpa would be here. Okay. Things are changing for you. Mm-hmm. If you will look here, yeah. how it's a little bit more white, mm-hmm. white-ish red yeah. rather than the dark red, mm-hmm. this is a beginning of a new spark that is coming for you. Okay. So you might actually consider to go out again, or you might actually consider to have conversations again. Um, Hannah, you're a very action woman. You will just go and do, go and do. While you're very, well, you're more Joe um, thinking. You're more the visionary, the creative. Yeah. Well, I've never met you before, so I, I wouldn't know that. But with the action, you'll just say, Joe will ignite you. You say, okay, done. Let's do it. And then like this, you bounce ideas from each other. 
Hence, look here at your auras. Look how it's almost like completes each yeah. other kind That's of thing. And the, oh, I love that. <laughs> and the holes are here, but you can still support each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if it was both on the right, I would say it's not just the masculine. It's about actioning and doing. And you wouldn't be able to do that because it's one is if you're both a dreamers or if you're both a doers, you don't have time to dream or you don't have time to do because you're one of each. Boom, boom. But what I would like from you two is to ground yourself a little bit more daily. Are you always in a big rush from one place to another? Rush, 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 go, 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 do, do, do. Yes. Yeah. I, am. I don't stop really. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Do you think that you can take, do you have your morning tea or coffee or something? Yes, or do you do it on the run? Yeah. <laughs> At my desk. Yeah. Do you think that you can do one minute reflection? I'm literally writing oh, my yeah. newsletter and I'm saying time to reflect. Mm -hmm. So one minute, you just reflect, you just say gratitude. Even before you start with the computer, before you go to Facebook, Insta, whatever, wherever, everywhere, just stand there or sit there or lie in bed still. The best thing is to lie in bed when your brain is not thinking straight away. And then you just say, okay, what am I grateful for today? What am I going to achieve today? So it can be practical, mm -hmm. yet don't just ignore yourself and, and forget yourself. Because if you're feeling, do you go for walks or do you go to the gym or do you do this? You say, oh, okay, my, my butt is sore today. Maybe yeah. I've done too many squats. I won't do them. Today I'll do hands. Yeah. But just to reflect even on what it is so you'll know what to do next. There is an expression when you do the the... I'm, I'm about to finish a six-month renovation at my home, and we have an expression, measure twice, cut once. Mm -hmm. So when you observe and reflect, you have to just pay attention, and then you'll have to do specifically and laser point, and you don't have to repeat everything or run like a mad chook. Mm -hmm. So from that point of view. So both of you need to do that more. It's like... You just go, 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 and you just go, 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 but you don't stop. So even when you stop, you, how many times a day do you speak to each other? It depends on the day. Depends on the day. <laughs> but at least a few? Yeah. Like yeah, at least a couple, days, two, yeah, three? Days, yes. So what if in your first morning just say, remember what Sharon said? Okay, let's reflect. <laughs> Remind each other mm -hmm. or text each other. Did you reflect today? And from that point of view, it will be much more faster. What, so what's the difference with, like, if you've got, like, a more blue-green tone? So here. Mm. So this is me. I have here. This is me after meditation. So I have here all the colors, but can you see how they're more so intro? Blue, green, all of them. Yep. Yeah. That was okay. New Year's Eve. That was manifesting time. Yeah. So I was sitting here on Brighton Beach manifesting, sitting, reflecting, and releasing. Yeah. But can you see how the colors are not as external as this one? Here I was teaching. Yeah. So can you see how it's bright and it's out? Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. This is extrovert and this is my introvert side. Okay. Because I, I was giving to myself. we a bit more blue in our lives. Yeah. Peace, patience, grace. Yeah, I've got none of that. Contentment, <laughs> sentiment, sentiment. Currently. As red is vital energy, active, passionate, determined, focused, intensity of experience, will. So I think we need a bit more blue. We do. But you do have yellow, so read the yellow. Oh, uh, the yellow is happy, playful, flexible. 
flexible, original, intelligent, mindful, social, confidence, oh. ideas, life positive. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, nice. Yeah. So we we're, we're, we've got a lot of energy. Yeah. The two of us have got a lot of energy at the moment. We <laughs> <laughs> don't feel like oh, boom, boom, boom. We took drugs before we came here. No, they didn't. No, I would have told you. <laughs> it would be cut the mic. Let me just tell you what is it for you, Joe. It is definitely more about the heartache because mm -hmm. it's more, it's that black cloud or that lack of color, let's call it, is definitely just around your head mm -hmm. and in relation to your right side, mm -hmm. which is like the boy. Yeah. Right? While for you, can you see how it is, again, above your head, but it's more about the left side, very specific, just above your yeah. shoulder here, whilst your body is very clear and your body joe is very clear mm. you don't give enough to yourself now i'm not talking facials and i'm not talking just doing it i'm talking while you're doing your facials think of yourself mm. stop because you're always on the go and that you just have to think are you doing a sprint or a marathon if it's a sprint pump it up, pump it up. But if it's a marathon, then pace yourself and think about it because I want you to go for the long, long run. My aim is to help each and every one to find their voice and to move from survive to thrive. Mm -hmm. Before that, we need to go through revive. Mm -hmm. So to build their energy and then make them go. I often say to my clients, what do you need? What do you want? And what would you like? Mm -hmm. So what do you need is like when you're in survive, it's like bread and water will be enough. When you're in revive, it's what do you want? They can start to dream. Mm. And what would you like? You're at the buffet. You can go to whatever you want in life. And this is the true thrive. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. So, yes. Very interesting. How are you feeling after that, Hannah? I just love all this stuff. Same. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to have your own aura portrait done, you can come down to Caulfield and see Sharon Tal at The Soul Alchemist. This has been a very fun experience and she's very funny as well. Yes. So thank you. I think you. you'll enjoy it. <laughs> so today we're talking about face oils. We've got DCM Science Communications Manager Joe Basham joining us. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you very much. Given how many face oils the ordinary have in their range, I thought you're probably the right person to come and talk to us. Um, so can we start with talking about what are the different kinds of face oils that are on the market and is there much difference between them? And I'm thinking like, you know, your coconut oils versus your oils from the ordinary. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, as you mentioned, there's so many different oils out there uh, on the market, and there's actually quite a number of different ways of categorizing them. Um, that can be by their active ingredients, the benefits that they offer, um, their sourcing, or even like the kind of extraction methods as well. Um, so when we look at what oils are, they're actually combinations of molecules, and that's primarily triglycerides. Um, and triglycerides is a bit of a long word, but it's actually quite simple as to what it is. They're fatty acids, which is oil-like molecules attached to what we know as glycerin. Um, and so there's three of these fatty acids attached to a glycerin and they make the kind of base of what most oils are. Um, but there's also things like free fatty acids inside. Um, we might have heard of omega-3, omega-6, omega-9. These are all types of fatty acids alongside things like antioxidants and even other molecules as well. So different oils have different combinations of fatty acids and antioxidants and other molecules inside. And, um, and some examples there 
Rosehip seed oil contains naturally occurring retinoids or vitamin A. Mm-hmm. Um, while argan oil is more known, for example, for its tocopherol, its vitamin E content. Um, and it's these kind of molecules that are present in lower levels that tend to help provide the functions that we, we look for in oils. So one of the other kind of main uh, things that oils are categorised by is their extraction methods. And this kind of comes to the point where you're talking about coconut oil versus, for example, Mm -hmm. argan oil. Many oils are actually extracted under higher temperatures. And so when we're cooking things like coconut oil or um, rapeseed oil um, or corn oil, these are actually very uh, usually pressed under temperatures. So at higher temperatures and they're filtered um, and they're what we call refined oils. What we tend to find is that, um, you know, that increases the yield, the amount of oil that we produce, but they actually have a lower level of active molecules. Um, Things like the antioxidants, for example, um, the vitamins, they degrade under higher temperatures. Um, And so these uh, kind of refined oils that are pressed in in higher temperatures, they tend to have less levels of or lower levels of active molecules inside and therefore kind of reduce benefits for the skin. Mm-hmm. So when we're looking for facial oils, we we tend to recommend looking for cold pressed oils. Um, and that's because you're obviously getting a higher quality oil. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily a higher quality oil. You're getting an oil with higher levels of the active molecules that we want to actually do the job inside oils. Mm-hmm. So on to face oils, what is the purpose of a face oil? What effect does it have on the skin? Um, so again, this, as we kind of just mentioned about the active molecules inside, it really does uh, do depend on these and it can vary widely through different oils. So some of the oils target signs of aging. A great example there is something like rosehip seed oil, which contains vitamin A and naturally occurring retinol. And it can also, you know, right through to supporting protection from environmental aggressors. Uh, and when we talk about environmental aggressors, we mean things like free radicals uh, in the environment. And and oils like marula for oil, for example, have higher levels of antioxidants to help protect. So they can have a number of specific benefits. The primary function, however, of all oils is to help support skin moisturisation. And if we look at the skin itself, there's kind of two simplified methods of helping to keep water in the skin. The first is natural moisturising factors. We actually have a product called natural moisturising factors. uh, So you might be familiar with these. But these are uh, water magnets. They hold water inside the skin. So they attract water and hold it in. The second is the lipid part of the skin, the oil part, which um, is basically working like a barrier to stop that water coming out afterwards. And these two methods work together to help hold water inside. So when we're using oils, we're helping to support that lipid part to reduce the water loss from the skin and to keep the skin nice and moisturised. And so as I was kind of mentioning there, oils work similarly to this lipid part inside our skin uh, to help retain moisture. And I think a lot of people with maybe congestion concerns are a little bit apprehensive with using facial oils. Would you say there's any skin types that or people with certain skin concerns can't use facial oils or wouldn't be recommended to use face oils and are some more suited to certain skins than others? 
Yeah, and honestly, I'm so glad you asked this question because um, it's a really common misconception that oily skin types should avoid oils. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's skin is different. So one person with oily skin might get on with something very well and some person might not. My advice is to really kind of um, just try try some different oils out. Don't be afraid of them. Um, see what's working for you. I think the one exception there is acne prone skin. I think research does show um, over and over again that if you are acne prone, um, you might be more prone to congestion from oils. However, that's starting to get into the medical world. Uh, so that's where you might be better looking at asking a dermatologist for some uh, some advice there. But, you know, if you're looking to start some places, argan oil is really great for helping with dryness. Rosehip seed oil is great for targeting signs of aging. Um, and if you are on the oily side and you're concerned about using oils for the first time, you might want to have a look at something like hemisqualane, which is a really lightweight, dry, dry oil. So it doesn't have that kind of heavier oil texture um, that you might be more uh, kind of comfortable with if you have oily skin type. And um, are there some oils that are super beneficial but just aren't that popular yet? That's something the ordinary would yeah. be on for sure. <laughs> That's something you would know, surely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I'm honest, most oils have incredible benefits and it's just kind of depending on what you're looking for really. So it's not that one oil is better than another. It depends on what your specific concerns are. Uh, but the first one is actually really commonly known as cacay or cacay oil. Um, I came across this one a few years ago um, and it's really exciting because it's got quite a high content of naturally occurring retinol. Um, so it's really great for helping to target signs of aging such as things like fine lines and wrinkles and the actual ingredient supplier for this oil claims that kahai oil has three times more retinol than rosehip seed oil um so it, it's mm. you know the rosehip oil is, is very famous for being that one for targeting signs of aging kahai or kakei oil is one that um is uh, kind of crowned up there at the top of being one of the, the most effective for helping with uh, signs of aging uh, but another underloved oil, in my opinion, is actually chia seed oil. And it's got an exceptionally high level, around 60% of omega-3, also known as alpha-linoleic acid. And this is an essential fatty acid, uh, meaning that our body cannot create it, but only gather it from external sources. Um, and omega-3 is really well known for its soothing properties for the skin. So particularly great for those on the drier end of the spectrum or those who experience um, kind of skin discomfort due to dryness uh, that's where kind of chia seed oil might be a really great option mm, i'm gonna have to look for some of that <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, so definitely. when you're looking for a facial oil what should you look out for and what should you avoid in a facial oil if you're on the hunt yeah, so kind of as I've mentioned in some of the previous questions, I think one of the primary things to look for in a, in, in, in a facial oil is whether it's been cold pressed or not. Um, mm. This really has quite a big impact on the efficacy of the oil, but also the price. Uh, and I know the ordinary proves that you don't need to spend a lot of money uh, for good quality products, including oils. Um, however, you'll tend to find that generally cold pressed oils will be a little bit more expensive as i mentioned earlier because of this lower yield that you get from from um, compressing oils under lower temperatures but i'd mm -hmm. also say it's quite good to be mindful of blends of oils there are some amazing blends of oils in the market um, and so i'm not saying to not buy blended oils i'm just saying to be quite careful and, and to really do your research about the oils because it's quite easy 
to use at one two percent of rosehip seed oil and then use you know 98 percent grapeseed oil which is a much uh, kind of uh, more cost-effective oil to use. And so actually you're not getting as much of the active benefits in that oil um, as if you were to kind of use a pure rosehip seed oil, for example. So really have a look at your ingredients list when you're looking at your oils. Um, the inky list, which is the, the kind of standard across all of the back of your uh, products, um, and it's actually arranged in descending order. So the, the ingredient that's at the top of the list is the one that's at the highest level. And below that, um, they start to go downwards. There is an exception to that. So the last that kind of group of ingredients you'll see will generally all be under 1% and they can be in any order at all. Um, so, but generally anything in the kind of first, and this is very rough, but the first kind of thirds to two thirds of the product will be in descending order. So have a little look there to see what kind of oils you're looking for and you are getting in your blend of oils. And how should you use a facial oil in a routine? I like don't like applying oils. I find like, because I've put serums on underneath, I usually will mix it in with moisturizer. What What's the best way to apply an oil? So again, this is kind of um, an age old question, I suppose. Um, some mm. recommend using it before mm. your moisturizer. Um, some you know, recommend using it after your moisturizer. As you say, you mix it into your moisturizer. Um, and I think it really depends on A, your routine, B, the kind of products you're using and C, your preference. So at the ordinary, we actually recommend using them before your moisturiser. And that's because the oils are cold pressed. Mm -hmm. So we're effectively using these active molecules inside like serums. Um, and so you could almost... Um, take your rosehip seed oil and almost slightly compare that to your serums because uh, you're using it for a function as opposed to just moisturization. And so for mm. that reason, at the ordinary, we recommend applying it before your moisturizer. It gives the best opportunity for those active molecules to be delivered into the skin. If you're using the oil for moisturize, as a moisturizer or you're using a kind of a, a highly active moisturizer that's quite a light texture, then you might want to choose your moisturizer first and then popping your oil on top. So it really very much depends on the products you're using and also the uh, kind of preference that you have. So generally, before your moisturizer is probably going to be best to get the best results if you're using a cold pressed oil. But if you also have a really active moisturizer, then pop that on first and use your oil to help moisturize after that. So whatever way you're doing it, it's probably not wrong. Exactly. <laughs> you're just doing what it's, you want to do. <laughs> as long as you're popping it on your skin, you're giving it a chance to, yeah. to delivering those active <laughs> molecules. So um, yeah, it's better to apply it than to not. Exactly. Well, thank you for sharing all that info with us, Joe. You're most welcome. It's been a pleasure to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. Products we didn't know we needed. So I saw Hannah put this in her notes and I went, oh, that's what I want to do today as well. So let's just do this one together because we both really like this product. It is the Viviology Ceramide Moisturizer. I think in general, I think this people have been asking me like what's a really good affordable skincare range. And, and lots of people have been asking about Viviology on the Facebook group too. Yeah, so it might be yeah. just a good good one to talk about because just, just in general, I think this range is – so good for the price point. Affordable. This moisturizer is only $45. And okay, so I went to Sydney for the Viviology launch and 
did a little video with James, which you can see on our YouTube channel. We go through the whole like range together. But not only is this $45, but I just find it very well packaged. Mm. So it's in a tube with a proper cap. Mm-hmm. It's not in some random, huge, chunky piece of packaging that's yep. really hard to travel with. So yep. this is like the number one thing I throw in my toiletries bag because yeah. I really like it, but it's also super affordable and it doesn't leak everywhere and it doesn't take up a load of room. So I really like it for that, but I also just feel it's a really good winter moisturizer. Mm. Um, so obviously the name suggests it's got ceramides in it, which are great for um, protecting your barrier um, and repairing the skin as well. It's also got the squalane in there and it's got polyglutamic acid, which is very similar to hyaluronic acid. So that oh. tends to draw in moisture from the atmosphere to hydrate those upper layers of your skin. So you get that plumpness. What do you like about it, Hannah? You so give me your I, so for me, I'm always looking for like intensely moisturizing, but not heavy and doesn't trap oil or make like my skin super oily. And this mm-hmm. is absolutely perfect. And what I want to say is that I put this on one morning and my skin was still, you know, like when you put a moisturizer on in the morning and your skin might not feel hydrated at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. This was like my skin felt super hydrated still at the end of the day without yeah. being oily because that's really my mm. skin will go quite oily if I use like the wrong moisturizer. So it's just not a heavy, thick cream. It's like perfect for the day and also would be really nice under makeup as well. Yeah. To be honest, I would say this is suitable for all skin types. Yeah, for sure. And I don't say that about a lot of moisturizers, but it really is very versatile. Maybe for your very, very dry, flaky, maybe not rich enough for you, but it does contain some really nice ingredients that can help with dry and dehydrated skin, but it's not super heavy in that oily skins are going to feel like they've got too much on their skin or feel shiny throughout the day. At least that's been our experience. My skin has been oilier. And the bottle is actually 30% recycled plastic as well. So I know when the team were working on this with James Vivian, that was a key element they wanted mm. to make sure that it was as sustainable as possible it's, it also smells like the bee so the again the <sighs> fireball smell is present the other two that i'm really liking in the range i i love the packaging i think it's so mm. nice um and really easy to use especially um the cleanser i love those bottles where it's just don't have to like yeah. undo a cap in the shower and, yes um yeah. but the other two that i'm really liking is the viviology retinol serum it's a 0.3 percent mm-hmm. so like really um great for like an entry-level retinol. So it's nice texture, isn't really it? Really nice texture. It's mm. creamy. Yeah. And the other one is the Viviology Niacinamide and Hyaluronic Acid Serum. Yeah. Also, um, oh, and by the way, the retinol is only $59 and that Niacinamide HA Serum is $49. So affordable, yeah. but also super effective. Great packaging. Um, and I felt like the retinol, if you are looking for like a retinol that's not going to like burn your skin off, mm. um, but it's going to be super effective. I think it's a great one at a really good price point. If you're the skincare guru in your friendship group or your family and everyone always is going, oh, what product should I get? What should I start on? I'd just say tell yeah. them to buy this whole range. Yeah. Just tell them to buy everything in this range yep. plus a sunscreen and you're set. Yeah, Like it really is a great starter range. You've got your B, C, A, moisturizer, cleanser, like you really exfoliant. do have everything in there. Yeah, exfoliant. Yep. Um, and then just add a sunscreen in yep. and you're good. You're done. I yeah. agree with that. 
and not at a ridiculous price point either. I think most people who are wanting to get into skincare are kind of looking around this $45 mark. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I would recommend if you're trying to get someone that you know into skincare. And then what you can do, like if you finish that retinol at 0.3 and you haven't really used retinol before, then you can like move to another range and get a 0.5 and then work your way up to a 1%. Yeah, exactly. So it gives you room to be able to migrate into other ranges as well, but it is a really good starting point so that you see results. And then once people see results, they're much more willing mm. to invest in skincare, I think. Yeah. And that's where The Ordinary was so successful Yeah. because people had never really used skincare before that was at such an affordable price point, but actually delivered results. And as soon as that started to kick off, I just feel like that's why the skincare industry has exploded mm. the way it has because- people see that actually skincare does do something. So I, I've i told you in like other, we, we spoke about this before, Joe, where my chest was feeling like it was like, it was like almost maybe because I'd been in Thailand for so long and the sun damage, I don't know, but I just felt it was aging like mm. at, an ex, at, at a more accelerated rate. Mm. <laughs> Not like super bad, but I was starting to feel that it was looking like quite pigmented, but Mm. also like almost like getting a little bit crepey and like textured. Anyway, I'm really lazy and I don't always bring, I mostly don't bring my serums down to my chest. Yeah. But I've been putting, I've now been doing a completely separate skincare routine for my chest to my face. Cause like I feel, I feel my chest needs its own skincare routine because it's, it's, it really needs like a lot of work. Whereas my face, I don't want to like damage my barrier whereas your chest has got a bit more resilience I I think yeah to a degree yeah I feel like it's quite resilient so um Mm. more resilient than my face anyway I have noticed just in like two weeks the skin on my chest is so much smoother like a lot of the pigmentation it just looks like shiny like my face what have you been using um, I've been using so much stuff. I don't, I, I wouldn't even know. I've actually been using, um, quite a bit of viviology. Viviolo- I've got some a cosmetics yeah. brightening serum that I've been using. Nice. Um, I've been using a retinol moisturizer. Mm. I've like really been going to town. Not too bad, but, um, oh, I wonder if you can see it. Let me show you. Yeah. Show me, flash me. <laughs> it's super smooth and it's just, Oh, it it's does. Like, it's so, and it's yeah, feeling it plump. Plump and firm mm. and, and also glowy, a glowy yes. chest, which we like. Looks very clear. Yeah, and it's mm. definitely – and so I, having done that, I actually texted my mum last night and said, are you using your serums on your chest? And she was like, no. Mm. I'm like, you have to. It's like yeah. makes such a difference for my for my chest. And also if you are getting things like skin needling or peels, you can talk to them about putting that down your neck and chest as well. Yeah, I've had my chest needled. Mm. Um, yeah. Definitely recommend that. All right. Well, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.